Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording now. Anyway. All right. Cool. So hello and welcome to the Found It podcast. This is the first ever podcast that Nuon has ever done. First ever podcast that I've ever done. And first ever podcast you've done, Martin? Yeah, it's about three years in the, in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so the Found It podcast is basically here to focus on independent on independent independent entrepreneurs founders small business owners and people who don't really hit the massive limelight of the kind of silicon valley entrepreneurs that we're all kind of used to so to introduce ourselves my name is rob i'm head of ux at newham been a ux designer for about six or seven years been massively interested in product and um, startups i've worked for quite a few startups i originally started um, when i left uni uh, went into e-commerce, designing e-commerce sites for tons of different uh, small business owners and things like that. And then worked for a few startups, worked for a few big companies as well. And that didn't really kind of pan out. It wasn't really for me working in massive corporations and massive um, companies. And then kind of went back to the agency world. And that's where we've been uh, working for the last few years. So love working with founders, love working with entrepreneurs. So I'm really, really excited for some of the people that we've got um, planned to talk to about their lives being entrepreneurs and also why they wanted to become entrepreneurs and things like that. So I'm Martin Sandu. I am the founder of Nuom, formerly known as Roller in Nottingham. And my story is I'm an ex-developer straight out of uni, got a job in uh, Sheffield. Uh, and then in 2008 recession here and I became, I became a freelancer and then organically became a business owner. So I've got over a decade's worth of experience uh, of failures, and I guess you can call them learnings. I still see them as failures because they cost a lot, but that's what I want to get out of the podcast is speak to founders, share stories, and also give back and get some insight into tips and tricks, things that I've seen and what we can see to uh, help improve wannabe entrepreneurs and founders. Cool. Yeah, I'm su- we're still kind of, um, the episode you're listening to now is kind of our pilot test. So we're still going to think about what we actually want from this podcast. I think at least for me, it's very clear that looking at other podcasts, because um, there seems to be lots and lots and lots of podcasts and I listen to loads and loads, but there doesn't seem to be a lot focused on startups and startup stories that are outside. Yeah, exactly. Outside Silicon Valley, real, what I consider real in the politest way possible, uh, small business owners. So there's a massive disconnect with, I think, listening to kind of startup stories and kind of founders podcasts and things like that a massive disconnect with the people we work with who are literally building product right now they're going through like these kind of early stage stuff they're having the kind of issues that um, the kind of people on those founders podcasts and things like that and what you see and read about all the time they're having those issues right now what those people had you know 10 15 years ago and also a lot of those founders from the kind of silicon valley tech kind of world also have a lot of vc money to fall back on and they also have a lot of the culture of that area to kind of fall back on so i think it's interesting to tell the story from a different side and especially from a uk side it won't be exclusively uk founders that we focus on but i think there's definitely a thriving tech scene in the uk not just in london but outside of london and there's a lot of interesting people doing a lot of interesting things that kind of don't really get their story told so for me that was one thing that really used to kind of irk me like looking at any sort of product advice or any sort of tech advice it'd be great advice and you listen to these amazing people but it'd always be like oh yeah i just walked down to the vc that was on my road that i lived on when i was living in silicon valley or something like that so yeah i'm kind of excited for kind of hearing a bit of a different kind of take on 
I guess, the tech industry that may, most people might not be familiar with. A lot of these guys, especially now, you know, there's going to be people who be made redundant or see this as an opportunity to, I mean, I've seen it on LinkedIn, I've seen it on Instagram, you know, a webinar yesterday and people were talking about taking this plunge and going out and investing their own money. You know, this isn't VC money, this is their, their, their life savings. Or having no money and they've got an idea and they've just got the tools to essentially do it. So they, they're a developer or a designer uh, and they can, they can, you know, come up with an idea and you know, coming up with an idea is great. Is how you, I guess, pull that together. Um, how you utilize whatever money you have and invest that in the right in the right way. I guess for me, if we wanted to use some of this time to maybe explain a bit of my my story, um, that might resonate with some people. Or it might not. I think that'd be good. My story. I mean, I look back at it now, and it's you know, I can hear the violins playing in the background. It's sort of romanticized <laughs> about it, but it's <laughs> it wasn't like that at the time, but. You know, I'm, I mean, if you want to tell my story, you need to go back. And I mean, way back to, I guess, the first failure, because I look at my life as track marks in my life or failures or resets or learnings, I guess, as, as we call them. I still see them as failures. And the first one of that was, you know, when I was at college, um, I've never been book smart. I don't think I'm smart at all. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm a hustler. If I was back in those days, I was uh, trouble, I guess. But I'd always, if I ever want, if I ever saw anything or wanted anything and not, you know, we're not talking drastic. I'm talking about a Walkman or a mini disc player or Super Nintendo or something like that for a game. Uh, I'd always figure out how to make a book to get that. Um, and today, I don't know if you call that, you know, hustling or entrepreneur, I'd be always be able to figure out a way of making a book, sometimes illegally, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say that, but, you know, it's a different person back then, but, you know, it builds character, I guess. And, you know, my first feeling was I did, I got ungraded in computing and mathematics A-level, which you know, I'm starting my studio right now with developers and designers and I run a, a, an agency, a digital agency, I guess. Um, and that sounds kind of funny now when I, look, when I look back at that, but that was all about um, application. I think one of the things I've been reading about recently is the environment you grew up in and it wasn't a bad environment at all, but the teaching at that time was, was, wasn't right. Anyway, I kind of got my, when I, when I did the failings, I got, um, I, I didn't want to feel that again. And my father took me back to reality. He took me into uh, um, where he worked. Um, you know, it's what, 32 degrees today. I mean, I used to work in 32 degrees in a bakery, in an oven. You can imagine how much hot that was. And it made me realize that this is proper work. This is proper graft. Um, and it kind of gave me a bit of a grounding at that stage. And I think that was the first time that's kind of set me on my way to where I wanted to be. Yes, I've got some skills. I can utilize them in a way that I, that I know. I've got an understanding and a bit of a passion for computing. Not much because it was kind of beaten out of me at college. But I got through to university and I did end up getting a first in computer science. And that wasn't, once again, that wasn't because I was book smart. That's just because I knew who to know and kind of how to be. And I did the work, so I'm not saying I didn't, but I was in the right, I put myself in the right environment to succeed. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So anyway, out of that, I realized when I came out of that and I did a year's worth of work as a, a developer that actually I kind of sucked at development because realistically it wasn't my passion. Um, I got made a ridiculous offer to go work remote, um, working from home at a young age and uh, three months later I got made redundant. Anyway, at that time I only knew what I knew and that was to just graft. Luckily I'd had that beaten into me at some point. So I grafted and I built a freelance network up and I organically, you know, over those first few years built a, I built a business up. 
So I don't come from any business background at all. And that's the reason that I don't own a multi-million pound business because if I had come from a business background and if I knew what I know now, then the setup would be different. There wouldn't have been a lot of mistakes, but obviously once again, mistakes failures and learnings um and you know organically have built this business so over those 10 years i've learned how to hire fire how to build products development implement in ux design and my passion's gone from being a developer to managing from a project perspective which i have done to account perspective and business development i realized that i wasn't really passionate about bd and sales what i was passionate about was building products and that's the whole process so my 10 years experience isn't just about building a business and I'm very, very good with numbers, hence why we're still here after COVID. It's also about, my passion's also been about building and seeing a product from that first initial workshop meeting, following a process which we've honed and you know, modified over the years. And there's a load of learnings around that and failed projects that have honed that process all the way through to delivering it. And once you deliver it, that's not the end of the journey. You know, that's just the start. And I've worked with big corps, big organizations, big brands in Nottingham and, and far and far and wide. Pharma, I'm really passionate about. And COVID's been good for me because it's given me a bit of time to reset and reevaluate and look at what our proposition was. It was kind of right in terms of the messaging, but it wasn't executed well. And now where, we, where we're moving forward to is want to help startups, want to help entrepreneurs, want to see and improve products. Um, and I actually say the word products, you know, it's a digital, it is a product that we create. It isn't a website. It isn't an app. It isn't some sort of digital execution. It's a product. And these products should be fun, fun to so use. So going back to that, I should say for any listeners we get that aren't based in the UK, um, potentially, if you listen back to this episode, Nottingham is a small city in the heart of the UK. The whole place isn't just London. So yeah. we're like about 200 miles away from London. So you'll probably hear throughout this podcast, a lot of people from different places of towns that sound like something out of Lord of the Rings, but there are other places in the UK other than London. But I just want to go back to something you said. Like you said, you um, you kind of had this background of like working in a bakery with your dad. And mm. it's kind of something that I've noticed quite a bit. Like, you, you know, you didn't have that kind of Mark Zuckerberg background of going to Harvard and being a computer genius and having no. like someone to you. But do you think if you hadn't had that kind of, you know, it wasn't natural to you, you didn't come from like a business background. Do you think it was, where do you think that kind of drive to want to run things your own way? Where do you think that came from? If you didn't have like someone, a role model, especially that you saw, oh, they're doing that. I could do that. So when I was made redundant, I had no choice. I just took on a mortgage. Um, I went from 18K, I think from graduate up to about 35 in like six months. So it was a big wage increase. Yeah. And I dropped down to like 6K that year. So I, you know, it, it was pretty rough. Um, I'm a fighter, I guess. I felt failure. So we go back to that initial, when I talked about when I went all the way back, I went back to that point of failure. So I don't want to be seen as a failure ever again. Yeah. I don't think since then I, I would probably be a quite, yeah, I'm quite safe to say that. I don't think I've had, yes, there's been you know, things that we've done that haven't worked out, but they haven't been as drastic as having to walk back to your parents. They're expecting a certain standard. And I come from an Asian family, so, you know, there's a certain expectation that you're highly educated and highly intelligent and you can go and be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, in fact, I actually wanted to be, a, I actually applied for law school that year as well and I didn't get in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my, my passion and drive comes from, I want to, I want to be better. I want to be a better person. I want to. Be, I want to know more, and I want to succeed. I hate I, that. That always goes back to that point of failure. I don't want to feel 
what I felt at that moment in time. Mm. You know, you work hard because the output is obviously money and success. Um, for me, I was reading something interesting the other day when they were talking about achievement and fulfillment. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't feel like I've achieved anything at this moment in time, but I am fulfilled. Does that make sense in terms of? Yeah. I'm fulfilled in, if this was to end tomorrow, quite happy in the way that I am in my lifestyle and I'm very fulfilled. And that's maybe because I'm 10 years older than, you know, when I started out, but I still don't feel like I've achieved something. And I think that's the thing maybe that's driving me forward now more than ever. There's always other stuff on the rise. Every time you reach a goal, there's always other goals that are kind of coming up. Yeah. I mean, so like once you've reached something, you're kind of like, oh, that that's great, but I'm looking for to this next thing now and this next thing and this next thing so let me ask you a question okay so obviously you've come to new on so why did you come to new on um okay um so i suppose for me like a big part of what's going to be interesting about this podcast is you obviously have started your own business 10 years ago and had 10 years experience mm. i've only worked with startup founders with from a distance so although i've been you know helping them with most parts of business stuff apart from maybe i guess the financial sides and things you know i've helped launch products with people who are like two-person startups to you know a lot more like larger ones i've never actually been there and had to put my own money on the line essentially so i think the reason why uh, me and you kind of hooked up essentially was because of I'm extremely interested in it. part of the learning for me for this podcast especially on a personal almost selfish level is I'd like to that's something that I do aspire to do one day is at least have my own products and my own stuff and then be able to launch that um, definitely that essentially that was all mine so I'm kind of partly using it because I think like we said earlier these stories deserve to be told and it's very interesting to hear another side of it and then part of it I'm kind of doing my own user research <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes sense of, so i think a good but going back to your original question i think the reason me and you hooked up is because i saw the the way we kind of want to work with startups and you know doing this is a perfect example hopefully you know this turns into something and if someone's listened to this episode hopefully we've got a lot more episodes that they can listen to but it's because we're doing things like this because of that deep connection with startup founders and stuff like that because essentially like in terms of my background my dad like worked on a factory floor for most of his life like left school at 16 with like no qualifications during like the Thatcher years and the 80s and he didn't really have a job for a while. He went like, finally got a job in Factory 4, worked his way up from the bottom to be a manager and eventually kind of got sick of just being told what to do and doing and having to rely on other people to do stuff. So ended up starting his own small business and he's still got that small business now. It's like, I guess what they pejoratively term a lifestyle business. Yeah. But, I mean, that's his choice. I mean, he could have, you know, put a lot more effort there's in growing There's nothing wrong with a lifestyle exactly. business. And he started it when he was like in his late 40s. So he kind of, he always says like, if I was started it earlier and stuff like blah, 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 he'd probably have a bigger business, but he's happy like kind of doing it. It's about the freedom essentially for him. So I've always had like, he's always been kind of business minded around in my house. So was, I've always kind of thought when I was at school and growing up, I'd always eventually work for myself or at least have something of myself kind of like. I can see that. In Definitely. charge doing stuff. So yeah, for me, kind of the reason I hope to um uh with Newham is because of that direct connection with the startups and what you wanted to achieve and what you wanted people you wanted to work with. And also doing stuff like this, you know, like a lot of a lot of um kind of tech services and tech agencies like don't really have the time for a lot of small startups. Because like they're said, charged by the hour, that's why. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> The business model kind of isn't there for a lot of people. And also because the kind of tech industry does focus on these massive stories, they focus on these big kind of things and these big kind of startups, which is fine. You know, that's all well and good. And, you know, they're, they've taught and brought a lot of interesting things to the world and taught the world a lot. But there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of small business owners and entrepreneurs doing really interesting stuff all the time that I think 
it's so interesting to talk to these people and work with these people because you see them you see them figuring things out like in real time you see them kind of working stuff out yeah hopefully we can get some really good people that both you and i've worked with over the years to come and talk but i think that should be hush hush for now until they've been 100 percent confirmed but um yeah, I think that kind of gives a good background of like what we kind of want to achieve. And hopefully if you're listening to this and we've this is the only episode on the site, then that's what's going to come up. If you listen to this back, hopefully that we've um, stuck to what we what said we would achieve and we've interviewed a lot of interesting people and you've learned a lot of interesting things. So yeah, keep listening and um, keep a lookout for those episodes. So cheers. Cheers.